On Capitol Hill, they're asking a, a lot of probing questions about anti-Semitism on college campuses, about what's happening to uh, automotive buyers and their ability to have consumer choice. Uh, also uh, disclosing uh, foreign investment universities and whether or not there's going to be some transparency when it comes to that. Uh, on the leading edge of a lot of these issues is John James, the U.S. Congressman for Michigan's 10th District uh, and Shelby Township, who joins us live this morning. He's also chasing some pretty cool fighter jets these days on Capitol Hill as well. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. And happy Friday to you. I got to dial it back to the beginning part of the week when you and a, a number of others of your colleagues, uh, both Republicans and Democrats, had some really tough questions for the presidents of Harvard, MIT and UPenn. And I watched a, a clip of, of you asking very reasonable questions and just complete silence from these professors kind of walked me through that and what that moment was like. Yeah, sure. It was mind blowing. And, and I, I'll just tell you, they, they weren't hard questions. They weren't tough questions or easy questions like, is genocide bad? Uh, is from the river to the sea bad? Is, is, uh, um, protecting what are you doing on campus to, to try to protect your Jewish students? And if you aren't doing anything, are you willing to work on something and come back to us in a reasonable period of time? They had no answer. So um, it's absolutely shameful. And that the uh, the people who are supposed to know better, the uh, the the presidents of uh, what we thought were the most elite institutions in the world, uh, unable to answer the most basic questions uh, of, of respecting humanity, dignity, human rights and, and disavowing calls for genocide. Uh, Congressman James, you want to get the F-15 EX fighter jet to Selfridge. Is it helpful to have others joining you and Senator Stabenow and Gary Peters? Well, uh, despite our slim house majority and my status just kind of as a freshman member, I was able to secure uh, 1.2, uh, I'm sorry, uh, $123 million for procurement of additional F-15 EXs. And every, just about every member of the Michigan House delegation, bipartisan, Democrat and Republicans, join onto my letter. But you're right. It, it is a team effort. And the fact that uh, neither of our senators thought uh, uh, that it would be a good idea to join is, is really disheartening and, uh, and, and really bad for, uh, for, for this effort. But we don't give up. Uh, we're going to find an, an additional way. And I'm working overtime to make that happen. Did they not sign the letter? But, the, I mean, they're on board with it, right? Well, you would think so, but when the uh, the essential, I'm sorry, the uh, the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization, that's basically what the uh, Defense Department can do. Passed, we reached out to Senator Stabenow and Peters' office to ask them to move an amendment in the Senate. That didn't happen. When we reached out uh, again, when the appropriations passed, essentially Congress is saying. Um, this is the money to pay for what we've given you permission to buy. Uh, we reached out, no response. We reached out three times after that, no response. We reached out to Stabenow's office again. Uh, she said she would check with Senate Armed Services, um, and she never got back with us. Uh, we reached out directly to Peters, uh, and uh, his, his guy was just starting out and uh, just getting acquainted, never heard back. Sent multiple emails to delegation regarding the fleet leveling, and fleet leveling is basically taking air fighter aircraft from all over and spreading them evenly so every base has a mission. Uh, and they only jumped onto that letter once uh, a number of other senators jumped on. I, I guess they're not the leaders they suggested that they were. But after it, it took so long to get an answer from them on the conference letter, and, and conference uh, is basically where you take a, a team from the Senate, a team from the House, and they get together and they get something that will pass both the Senate and the House for Senate and the President. Um, nothing happened. Nothing changed. Only after all this happened. After weeks and months went by, 
uh, they they uh, sent their own letter, okay. and they they were they weren't asking for the appropriations that we were. So uh, it is really disheartening that uh, people seem to be playing politics with something so important uh, as selfridge. I, I I really look forward to continuing to work with our senators, with our governor, to make sure we have an additional fighter mission. Uh, and right now, uh, I'm going. I worked. Uh, I, I talked with the uh, with the tag yesterday, and uh, and he's he's been great. Um, and uh, doing a, a good job, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're we're working on any fighter that we can get because we cannot let uh, a fighter mission leave Selfridge National Guard Base. Uh, Senator James, it's Marie Osborne. We can't let you go without asking about uh, your support of the cars uh, bill. Uh, choice in automobile retail sales, of course, having to do it, it would block the Environmental Protection Agency uh, from finalizing and enforcing vehicle emissions. We were talking about this earlier and how this has put such a stranglehold on the industry. I mean, we're not talking about not developing electric vehicles. They're here to stay. We need to embrace that technology. But at the same time, we can't kill the uh, technology that people like, consumers want and like. That's right. This is all about your choices. I'm protecting your choices. Goodness, if you want an EV, get an EV. I have a hybrid. Uh, but the Cars Act, the, the Choice, Choice, Choice in Automotive Retail Sales Act, uh, it, it essentially bars the EPA, the, the big government, from uh, from finalizing uh, rules that would have uh, un, uh, cost prohibitive for, uh, for automakers, for retailers, and most importantly for you. Last week, we just saw 3,000 auto dealers sign a letter opposing Biden's electric vehicle mandate. 211 of them are in Michigan, and some are in my district. Mm-hmm. This one-size-fits-all, top-down, uh, uh, big government approach is not good for people. And it's not just about the companies that are going to suffer this rush transition in electrification, but it's these leftist policies that have pushed our jobs to Mexico and China. They are building their middle class on the backs of ours, and it's wrong. It, it, the auto work, auto companies, in order to stay in existence, it's in order to comply with these mandates, are being forced to lay, lay off workers rather than train them. Let me, and, let me and, point and, that and, out. Yeah. Stellantis yeah. yesterday, John, announced that it's cutting a shift at the Mack Avenue plant here. That's right. It's also cutting a shift at, in Toledo, not because the Greek Jeep Grand Cherokee isn't a great vehicle and highly popular, but because they've been told you can't sell it in California. If a foreign nation did that to us, we would be filing uh, anti-competitive uh, complaints with the uh, with trade officials. It's absolutely insane. And you're putting people out of jobs when prices are going higher. Uh, and it's not these companies' fault. Like they're they're forced to comply or die. And the there are other regulations. And I'm actually you're going to be hearing about this in the new year. I'm going to be going after other regulations that would put billions of dollars in penalties um, onto uh, companies, which would force more of these layoffs, which would force these bankruptcies. And we've seen this before. We saw this with the Great Recession. The the, the government has gotten too big, and it is hurting people. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue sticking up for my industry. I'm going to continue to stick up for my state, and I'm going to continue to stick up for my people. Uh, Congressman, real quick, what do you think of the uh, charges against President Biden's son? It has, he, the president has not been implicated in these charges. Look, if you, if, if you do the crime, you, you do the time. But you know what? In this country, it's so great that we have due process, and you're innocent until proven guilty. Uh, we will see what comes out of these allegations, and, uh, and I have uh, 
I have confidence that uh, the justice will be served. All right. Let the chips fall. Uh, Representative James, if we don't connect with you between now and Christmas, have a wonderful holiday with your family. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And and blessings on your family as well. John James from the 10th District. When we come back, um, there have been families in this state that have inflicted terrible abuse and neglect upon their children. And they've been able to get away with it over a longer period of time because those children were homeschooled. Nobody was able to see the warning signs. Some are saying it's time to have tighter regulation on homeschool families. But how do you do that and also not threaten their freedoms to educate their children the way they would like to? That's topic number one next at 749 here on News Talk 760.